Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. What's good, Internet? It is March 21st. I had to look, had to look at the bottom of my computer. March 21st, 2018. You are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 143. I'm I love you. Austin Walker. 143, 143, 143. Oh, 143. Wow. wow. It's World Poetry Day. I love you, poetry. Great. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Danielle and Danica both here, and they love you. Uh, they want to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Also joining us, Patrick Klepek, whose love yet to be, yet to be known. Look, yeah, let I'm us know. Just, let us know. I'd give me my ship back, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> okay, give it back to me. I took it. It's mine. Uh, Candyman five one two one six five XX five five. You know who you are. Okay, we'll get to Sea of Thieves because we've all been playing some Sea of Thieves. Uh, it is. It has been a very busy week. It's snowy day today. Oh my we were god! All cooped up playing video mm-hmm, games, and, mm-hmm. and it's actually beautiful out. I just did a, it's a really nice. It's really it's this like, is like the best possible snow. It's like snow flurry with like soft, big, huge flakes. Yeah, totally. It's like not like the that size hot, of my hard. hands. They're gigantic. giant flakes. Yes, totally. Um, so lots of lots of gaming happening uh, over on the site. We've been doing uh, an ongoing feature that's that's a little heavier, but is I think I think important. I just want to shout that out really quick. I don't want to get too deep into the into the woods with it today, uh, but we're doing a series uh, on on guns and games uh, ahead of the March uh, for for uh, March for our lives. Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is that the they're like fuck? It's such a good name and such like a, a sincere and like genuine request just like hey what if what if kids didn't have to get shot anymore hey what if we actually tried to take some steps towards towards regulating guns in this country and and uh analyzing even analyzing it right what if the cdc could research gun gun violence again one uh, dog instance. dies on a flight and there's a proposal in the senate the next day uh-huh. <laughs> 17 yeah. kids gunned down in florida yeah. i don't know we gotta think about it we got yeah we have thoughts yeah. and prayers Yep. Um, so we've been running stories all week about guns and games because while while we were you know fairly convinced, pretty fucking convinced, the science is in. Games don't lead to direct violence. We do care about the medium and and about the ways in which uh, content in the medium, uh, how it is. Like, what is it good? Is it is are guns being used well in games? Like, we spend um, most of our time playing video games wielding a gun. Like, yes. that's probably mm-hmm. true for mm-hmm. most people. And so it's like, right. yeah, like the whole idea was just examining what that is and like the different ways guns intersect with video games and right um and yeah I, we're, your point we're about, talk about the, two games today and yeah you, and both of them despite being games that are about creativity despite having games that are that have despite being games that are like have a lot of other things going on 
there's still games that are like, okay, time to shoot people. Um, <laughs> and, and that's okay. Like, I'm not dissing that that's a, that that's a thing uh, or that that's, that's worth doing or anything like that. But I, but I think it's interesting that even when, when we have these breakout games, even these games that feel so distinct and different and are making a, a large impact on the world, one of the primary verbs is still pull the trigger. Um, and, and it is unquestionably that. And, and is not, it's often just the same as, as many other games. Like the feel might be different, but the, but the, but the, the gist of it, which is like, oh, I'm gonna kill that guy, is not. Um, and it, the fact that like we call it triggers on a controller in itself <laughs> is like pretty telling, like in yeah, terms of, yeah, yeah this but is shaped a certain way and like the actual like, implementation the button for this because we yeah. do it so often yeah. yeah and it felt good right like this is the things like, i picked up an xbox 360 controller for the first or yeah that was the you know, the xbox the, the original xbox controller had trigger triggers right like the actual curve no no because i had the black and white buttons and just like top buttons right they just yes. had l1 and r1 xbox 360 was the first like oh this is just a trigger yeah. uh, and it felt great because so much of what we did in games just pulled triggers um the thing that, that caught me this week while i was writing my open letter to, to kind of kick things off was i realized like we talk about lots of acts in games that are not combat we just call them combat lots of like killing people in games when they're not fighting back or when you're like you know we talk about stealth combat my god my god my dog that is just murder like when you just stab someone (laughs) in the back it ain't combat really it's just violence but we've Mm -hmm. just kind of like we've kind of just um um kind of wallpapered over it and and not had those conversations and again it isn't it isn't that these that these acts in games or that that this sort of content leads you to, to violence patrick has a really great podcast up on the on the feed if you haven't listened to it yet you should go back and listen to uh patrick talk to a research psychologist who actually previously did work that that he saw being used by people to say that games yeah like, he, like he's been he's been studying games for like 10 years and sort of like the links between like potential aggression or just like a the emotional reaction people have mm-hmm. and the way he originally wrote his research 10 years ago um you know was uh not making the argument that games make you violent but it was written in a way that it could be interpreted right. as like oh uh when you're looking for explanations on mass shootings and uh you find out that you know the kids are playing doom or you know whatever the case uh it was easy to take this research and start drawing that parallel and so the, the research I talked to, you know, cited Sandy Hook as this uh, sort of moment when uh, they went back to the research and was like, okay, we need to rethink how we're contextualizing this, how we're talking about it. And it was just, it was a really interesting interview because for, for us, I think we all take for granted both from our own experiences and because it's always been, uh, uh, the science has pointed in the direction that, you know, there is no correlation or the correlation is not meaningful in a way that, you know, society needs to be worried at large. Uh, there are still lots of misconceptions that I had or things that I wasn't unaware of. Like, it was a really fascinating uh, interview. And even if you're not interested in the, the violence part, we, we talk about, you know, sort of like whether the getting classified as addictive and the nature of loot right. boxes and kind of how that stuff are sort of the next big hurdles um, or not hurdles um, for, for games in the future. Yeah, so yeah. Th- that was great. We've uh, a bunch of stuff up on the site. Danielle, you just ran a piece today on Ben Burbank, a, a friend of yours, a developer yeah. at Campo, right? Yeah, um, he. Um, it, it's really interesting. I actually didn't even know. Uh, like he's a, he's a friend of mine, of course, uh, th- sort of through Campo, but I didn't even know that his family had actually been threatened in a mass shooting. He they're okay. Like I have to say right. that first, but he got a text message one day from his wife that starts with, "I want you to know the kids and I are okay, but." 
and then went on to explain that like she was in a parking lot and there was a shooter who who fired rounds sort of into the crowd and like looked directly at her and she ducked like at the right moment basically right. um and he had been playing games sort of pacifist even before this happened like as like uh, a, know, like, a like Call of like Duty or yeah, yeah, like as a challenge, as sort of like a fun challenge, just to to play games and see how far he could get without like ever shooting, basically. Uh, and he has not fired a gun in a game sort of since that attack happened, and right. sort of going into you know his own personal feelings about guns and his own personal feelings about media because he has he has kids and you know sort of talking about that a little bit. A right. uh, really really interesting story. He's a he's a pretty awesome dude, and you know he he's designed several games that I, th- I think p- folks have liked. He used to work at uh, Campo Santo and, or sorry, he used to work at Double Fine and now he's at Campo Santo. So. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, go read that. Uh, we have some more stuff coming up all, all week, so so look forward to that. I think maybe Friday we can have a larger conversation about it and, and, and dig in maybe. We'll see. We'll see if something else has our attention by then uh, for the for the Friday pod. But today, <laughs> turning our turning our, our vision from uh, from one part of culture to the other, from from uh, the, the is guns it, is to it, the celebrity. I guess it is it, right? <laughs> like we're talking, we're talking like games, games with guns, and now we're going to be talking about like celebrities and more specifically like hip hop stars, right? And I feel Drake. like we know from experience, like Chief Keef. Also, remember he plays GTA he online. He I loves know, it. I know. Sorry, but, but I mean Drake specifically clearly plays Fortnite. And the other thing that we know about Drake is that, like, is that is that if we if we mess around, he, we're going to make someone around him catch a body like that. And so, <laughs> right, right. Like, and also, also, like, involved. don't don't call him at six a.m. to cuddle with him. You right, know, don't, like, right, exactly. We, we know it, a few things. He doesn't take naps. Well, no, but now we know why we can't call him at six a.m. Right, because he's, he's busy playing, playing Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so to set this up a little bit, this is this is I've been wanting to talk about this literally for like five days. Now. <laughs> um, I, I it took all of my power not to do a hot take. I, I kind of tested out some hot takes, and none of them were things I could live by. Uh, and so I was like, no, no, I'm going to honestly, we, on this. you and you and I, because we stayed up till five a.m. watching that stream, should have immediately just yeah, like on the jumped call on right a call. Away. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So uh, was this on Friday or was this on what day was this? Uh, it was. It was, was this during Sunday? the. No, 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 it wasn't Sunday. It was it was Friday or it was, it was Thursday. Thursday. It was Thursday. Yeah, it was, it was Thursday during the last, week. It was last Thursday. Um, uh, so for for a setup, Fortnite has been uh, is, yeah, is another battle royale game. Some setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, do you need that? Do you need some setup, Patrick? I need some setup. <laughs> All right, because it's a weird thing, right? I know some data points, but I don't know if I could put it all together. So please all right. continue. Fortnite game comes out by uh, Fortnite seven years ago is is announced. Uh, eventually, it bubbles up. Not and a comes joke. Out. Not a joke. Not, not a joke. Not a joke. We're talking about practice. Um, Fortnite announced seven years ago, some some amount, like six or seven years ago, genuinely, finally comes out last year. Uh, its initial mode is a kind of cooperative mode that doesn't find a lot of success with a with with a wide audience. Um, but you know, it finds some success. It's, it does it's okay a, in the way that like okay. a lot of games these days come out and do okay, but there wasn't right. like a sense that it was going to make a mark, that it was going totally. to last beyond like the. 30-day cycle that you'll go yes. through, like, a game yes. that you... Oh, this oh, is fun. My, right. Our, this our, game is all fun. All my with, friends are playing it. Right, exactly. Right. 
uh, which I worry about Sea of Thieves. <laughs> we'll wrap oh. around to that in a bit. Um, so, so it comes out, does okay. That year, of course, last year, Battlegrounds is everywhere. That's the thing that's blowing up. And after a month or two, somewhere in there, uh, after Fortnite is released, uh, it it releases, they Epic releases a, a Battle Royal mode of their own called Fortnite Battle Royal. Uh, and there is, I think, from a lot of journalists and critics like us, a sort of like, fuck off. Like, you are just, I can't believe that you are hopping on on this train. Uh, yeah, we did it. We, I like, think Patrick did a piece on it. Yeah, um, like, well, there was totally. a, they, they took the, the name, they they put imagery that yes. was uh, similar to it in like their PlayStation blog post. Like it was well, like that was the big thing is they beat them to console. They beat yes. they beat Battlegrounds to a console, which opens up so many more players. And while the main Fortnite mode or, or game was was still sixty bucks, the battle royal mode was free to play, which meant like you just activated everyone in their adolescence like who has a console right. like oh we're just gonna play this game now uh, well, and the game... at the time at the time battlegrounds remember like was still only on pc this was pre-xbox right. uh one uh version and even on the pc um it was still required like a really uh powerful machine in order to play it at like a you know the the optimal like roughly 60 frames a second for the, the kind of precision game like that and so there were a lot of things in Fortnite's favor that Battlegrounds like I mean granted Battlegrounds should have been running a lot better than it was yes. at that point for how long it had been but those are just sort of like where you know some of the the uh, the make of things the, was right, at the moment right. so the the long and short there is I think a lot of us kind of like turned our back to it a little bit because we thought it was it was just you know bandwagon not even bandwagony like. It just felt grimy at the time, especially because there was some talk, and then who knows, you, you go back and forth, you hear a lot of different sides about about maybe not code being used necessarily, but op <laughs> engine optimizations that helped Battlegrounds run were, were also being used to help uh, Fortnite run because it was they're both uh, Unreal Engine uh, uh, optimizations, right? It's similar right? to – so actually Epic's been involved in sort of – controversies like this before people remember yes. when uh, gears of war originally came out there were games that were released in uh, unreal engine 3 uh prior to gears of war uh coming out or what was the you know it was before epic released a ps3 game like the, like the, that uh like unreal engine yes, was like yes, yes, better yes, yes. Was, yeah that's the case so before epic released a game on ps3 like uh, the unreal engine ran most efficiently on xbox 360 because they built gears of war for xbox 360 and so on pc and and xbox like the unreal engine ran really well and then famously ps3 had like a difficult architecture and an engine that was not optimized for ps3 and so lots of ps3 unreal engine games ran poorly and that's this is where uh, you know the silicon knights lawsuit blah 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 you can go down your own rabbit hole on like <laughs> A lot of this stuff, but like this is a similar situation where, and, and Epic made the argument at the time that, hey, like we didn't build our engine for this. You built your game to do that. Until we do it ourselves, it's not going to be as good as it can be. Which is like right. I, I actually buy that argument to a to a certain extent. And this was like a sort of like a revision of that argument, except in the context of uh, battle royale. Exactly. So regardless the game comes out and while we're ignoring it it's growing and growing and growing <laughs> but not and, just ignoring it like not writing about it not right. reading about it like, Which is like, like straight up i looked at that game and said nope and like i just moved on like i didn't it went I, into rear view mirror and i think everyone did that like I played all my it. friends did it i played it i immediately downloaded it right like so i, I 
once I played also. It. Did you play it more than once or did you just like... No. Okay. Yeah. So I think I gave it a shot. You gave it a shot. We had Janine, who was a big Fortnite fan, Janine Hawkins, uh, play it and write fan? about it for us. I didn't realize that. She was a big fan of Fortnite, of what is now called oh, the Fortnite original Survive game. the Storm. Yes. Uh, and is now one of those players who was like, oh, they don't give a fuck about us. Like, they really only care about the Battle Royale player base. <laughs> Um, and yeah. so, and so, like, that was the thing. It's like, well, I come to this game for this other thing. I was also at the time, like, I want to play Fortnite. I don't want to play Battle Royal. I already have Battlegrounds for that. Um, and, and I wasn't at the time seeing anything that would make me, like, like it more. Like, I didn't see what the differentiation would be other than, like, oh, I guess I could build, like, a shield. I could build, like, a wall in front of me if someone's shooting me, but that seems cheap. Pass. Um, <laughs> that's not what anybody that else said. That seems cheap. <laughs> pass yeah everybody else said this is dope i'm gonna just play this forever and now it is it has it has surpassed battlegrounds easily as as kind of the most successful uh game in the genre um well pubg was a phenomenon in um hardcore video game players fortnite is a phenomenon in society and culture and like those are two like different things those are two things that scale differently um and uh like a a big sort of moment for this was it was like yeah it was one battle royale and then two it was uh the release of a major update for the console versions um which brought them up to 60 frames a second and like uh like those were big moments for the game where uh they like you really just started to see it say, and then it's just like, you know, it's like any other cultural moment. Like when you see basketball players talking about it, when you see it like showing up on like every like barstool sports, like Instagram story, like it just sort of takes off in a way that like it becomes self-fulfilling to a certain extent. Right. Yeah, totally. So, so, uh, and at this point that audience has grown. And like you said, it's not just the hardcore, it is everybody. It is, it is lots of people across culture. Uh, as, and as Danica has said, it is also now clearly inside of hip hop culture, like, which I'm not surprised by hip hop culture loves video games. Uh, I, it's fair. I was on a Drake podcast. I was on a, a noisy's, um, <laughs> uh, October's very own 30 days of Drake, 31 days of Drake podcast. Uh, <laughs> and I did say that I, I thought that Drake probably only played video games as like, he like had an Xbox one X. But I don't know that he's touched it, and I think I have to eat crow here. It's clear he's, <laughs> it's clear that he's played his Xbox because now I've seen him playing his Xbox. Um, as Fortnite blew up, uh, the part of the reason it blew up is the same reason that Battlegrounds blew up, which is streamers uh, blew it up. And streamers stream the game. It's a great game to watch. It's tense. It's exciting. There's lots of room for player expressivity because while I'm there being like, I guess I could build a wall, really good players end the <laughs> matches by like building huge fort tower things and doing like weird, like the entire end game in Fortnite is a lot like the end game of Battle Royale or hmm, a lot like the end game of battle uh, Battlegrounds, except instead of just being like in the circle, you're building a huge tower upwards to try to like get height advantage on your opponent and shoot them with a shotgun. It's very strange. It's like super weird to watch. It's really cool. It's really, it's, it clearly takes a lot of skill. Uh, and that made it blow up. And one of those streamers was someone named Ninja, uh, who is just... A ninja. Okay. I don't is know if that's ninja? true. All right. I, I need know... to know this kind of shit. Okay. If you're going you to you're if if call yourself ninja. ninja, tell me, tell me about your ninja skills. Okay. His no, ninja I... skills was that he was a, he played a lot of Halo. And streaming okay. ninja skills are he's from outside of Chicago. I think he's probably in your neighborhood, Patrick. If I had to guess, what? Yeah, he's oh, in okay. Illinois because there was a point during the stream where Drake was like, "Where are you research. at?" And he was like, "Oh, 
he's like, oh, you're in Chicago, right? And he's like, well, I'm like near Chicago. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It's like that. Okay. I know um, I know that feel of saying yep. you live in Chicago. No, no, no. You, you live in the Northwest suburbs. Uh-huh. Uh, and so Ninja blows up. And, you know, it turns out that one of the places that people post clips of, of their gaming, not just on Twitch, not just on YouTube, but also on Instagram, where, of course, Champagne Poppy himself, Drake, uh, is king. He was elected king. I know you think that kings don't have elections, <laughs> but he did. He's a Democrat. He believes in, in, in the Republic. Uh, and <laughs> despite being from Canada, I don't fucking know what Drake's politics are. Who the fuck knows? Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, Drake was a fan, and this was like this came out during the stream, and so uh, Ninja started like saying on on his various channels like, "Oh, I'm gonna play Fortnite with Drake," and had been like hyping it for a little while, but no one was sure if that was true or not because like you can't just say you're gonna play Fortnite with Drake. <laughs> and while Ninja was clearly a very successful streamer in the Fortnite space, like he wasn't necessarily the he didn't have the crossover success of even someone like he didn't have like he wasn't a PewDiePie he wasn't a Doctor Disrespect uh, and like thank God for that. I mean my understanding is Ninja has said some problematic shit in the past not to the extent that the PewDiePies and the Doctor Disrespects have necessarily um, but he didn't have that success he didn't have that d- degree he was of, taking off pretty well around the time that like uh, Doctor right. Disrespect and others were realizing oh shit like we should be playing Fortnite because part of the reason that Ninja not, yes. became a success was because he didn't play. Battlegrounds, or if he did, it didn't become like his main. And then he dropped, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he played with. He's played with Dr. Disrespect and stuff. Like, he played with that crew, but then focused on Fortnite and is very good at Fortnite, which is like a different skill set. And And then when Fortnite took off, like, the the, the critical success is like, like, PewDiePie is a combination, like, a small amount talent and then right place, right time, like, right situation. And, like, this is similar to to Ninja in the sense that, like, he was streaming Fortnite when basically, like, Fortnite wasn't being streamed. Like, everyone was head faking to... To, uh-huh. or everyone was playing Pudgy and he was head fake into Fortnite. And so right. suddenly when Fortnite took off and people were wanted to look for Fortnite streams, he became in some ways like the default, like, oh, like here's this guy streaming to a couple thousand people. And then that number just snowballed because he was the game in town. Right. Um, it and was he's just good. A really, he's like very, very yeah, good at it. Yeah, he is very game. good at it, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I guess a lot of streamers are, but I guess my point was he was Fortnite streamer big, which didn't feel before Thursday night like Drake <laughs> big. Do you know what I mean? Right. Sure. Um, okay. And then what came out was like, oh, no, Drake followed him on IG. Like, Drake liked watching his videos. He went to and watched his YouTube videos. Drake said, like, I thought you were really good at the game, and I thought we should just play. And, like, that felt like this very strange moment um, because then it happened. And and I don't know, like, Danica, you you were watching from just about the beginning of that thing, too. I think, like, our whole chat was like, mm-hmm. is this really happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was yeah, the – yeah, do you want to walk us through, like, that night? Like, if, I, if I've done the lead-up, take I'm passing you the ball. Talk to me about the night that Drake played Fortnite and we were up <laughs> until 4 a.m. watching it. <laughs> I think that I was a little bit hesitant hesitant to tune in right away because it was one of those things where every single person on Twitter was talking about it and I was just like not wanting to tune in and and feed into the hype. I was like, oh, whatever. He's playing a video game. Who cares? And then uh, when I tuned in, it was just amazing because even though these are real people, we know that they, right. most of them probably just play video games and like watch anime and whatever else. And it shouldn't be this thing. It still is this thing. And so hearing 
like Travis Scott get on stream and go in for a kill and say, bitch, eat my dick. Let's get it. And then kill someone and throw out a lot of cash and say cash. That was so surreal. Well, I think that was definitely the thing that you're getting at is there, there was a degree of intimacy here that you don't normally get with celebrities, right? Like we know, like you said, we know that celebrities are people. We know that like anybody with an audience is people because we have a much, much, much smaller audience than Champagne Poppy. But like some, sometimes people go like, Sometimes people think that you're living a life that you're not. You're like, yo, I am just, I'm just out here trying to pay my bills. <laughs> and there was a moment early on in the stream. I don't know if you, you know any of y'all were watching at that point, but but uh, Ninja goes like, I was oh, asleep. So- Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad that's that's one of us was. <laughs> At one point, Ninja goes like, oh, uh, what are you eating? Because like, Dre's like, oh, I'm going to go eat, eat something real quick. I'll be right back. He's like, oh, what are you eating? And Dre goes like, oh, well, normally I eat very healthy, but today it's a cheat day. So uh, it was like, no, it was like I was in the studio all day, so I, I ordered pizza. And this notion <laughs> of like Drake talking about his cheat day and like, ah, oh, normally I try to eat healthy, but I'm going to eat pizza today is so like – it's so dressed down from Drake specifically, who is like very in charge of his image and his appearances. Do you know what I mean? Like celebrities, celebrities tend, I think this is one of those things that's so different about this new era of, of celebrity, of, of new media celebrity is access and is uh, uh, the degree to which the, I mean, Patrick, you wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, right? Or a month ago now is like, how much of your personal life is the product. Mm-hmm. And normally we don't see celebrities at the at the level that Drake are. And I guess if you don't know about Drake, like Drake is a very successful rapper, like very successful. I had someone like, is Drake really that big? Like, yeah, he had like the number two song on the Billboard Top 100 list mm-hmm, last year. Mm-hmm. He's consistently put out and very was, successful And was rappers. famous before that. He was an, he was yeah. a Canadian actor. He was on Degrassi. He played he's, Jimmy. Yes, and, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's an outsider that does not listen I mean, I've listened to hear Drake songs, right? But like, but I've you know, I don't really. You like couldn't name an album, really. probably. No, but like, right. I, uh, what I pick up from outside people, like, he's also like, he's like see, seen as someone who's like very tender and like emotional. And, he's like, like an emo hip hop artist, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like people like like he that sings. about him, where he's like he bucks the trend of like the machismo and uh, right. he still has often. it, but he yes, yes, you're right. You're one hundred percent right in a way that's like different than yes. like a lot of other like hip hop artists. Sometimes, like, he'll still brag about fucking lots of women, but he's sad <laughs> because, like, he knows he should probably be a better dude than he is, you know? And he likes like, cheesecake, you know? Like, it's, he does like Yeah, he true. loves That's cheesecake. I will go to cheesecake. I will say that during the stream, I did notice, um, and this was something that reminded me of when Chief Keef was on uh, the Waypoint 72 stream, there was a period of time where ninja was kind of just like asking questions that he probably wouldn't ask other people he streams with and travis travis was kind of like dude like chill like and i remember a period on the on on our stream when you like asked chief keef what about movies or something and chief keef was kind of just like i'm playing i'm playing a game right now the weird, one of the weirdest things about that stream was like, oh, Drake doesn't know how to stream. Like, Drake can play this game, and Drake got some kills. Drake did all right. But, like, Drake wanted to play this game with someone he thought was good at playing the game, yeah. not entertain people on a stream, yeah. right? Yeah. And so... He doesn't give a shit about the chat. Totally. <laughs> well, he cared a little bit, right? Because here's how I know. Because at one point, and this is like, this is why this stream was so good, was because it, it was not just Drake plays this game for four hours with this dude that you've never heard of named Ninja, or maybe you've heard of him because you care about Fortnite because you're actually tuned into gaming, unlike me. Um... <laughs> 
there's a point at which they've been trying to get squads going for hours and hours, right? Or like for an hour or something. It's just like, oh, I can't get people added. It's like lots of real life shit for me of just like, oh, I can't add you because my, my friends list is full or I have too mm-hmm, many invites. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like Drake struggling with adding Discord to his phone. Oh my God. It's like there's a bit where Ninja's like trying to talk him through getting off of Skype and onto Discord or something. And it's just, um, it's so good. But My favorite... The, the part, the part about my favorite parts of that stream were when Drake, when when people kept getting added, and and Drake would just be like, "Oh, that's my boy," and then Ninja would be like, "Oh yeah, it's Drake's boy." Yeah, that's Drake's boy. That's Drake's boy. <laughs> there was a, definitely a bit where Ninja forgot who Travis Scott was and just started calling him Jack because his, oh he's yeah he was calling him by his username. His username has like was like Cactus Jack or whatever, and, so and good. he was like, "Oh Jack, come over here," and and, and yeah, he's either Travis or Drake is like, "Who's Jack?" <laughs> <laughs> very funny but the, my, for me the best the most surreal thing the most surreal thing was while trying to get travis scott and and also juju from from the pittsburgh steelers to join kim.com started playing oh. with them at some point yeah i did that's that's bam. why i didn't watch that's why i didn't watch i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna wait for this to, to end <laughs> he was so bad he was so bad of course he was so bad you invited him Ninja. Uh, Ninja. Ninja did. Oh, because, bad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain who Kim.com is, Patrick? Who is, who is Kim.com? Da- do you know uh, Danielle? Well, ran, I have no idea who Kim.com okay. is. He okay. ran, uh, was it uh, Mega Upload or? Yes. Uh, right? Like, Me- a, mega, like he, all the Mega services. He's, he's like, so, he, yeah. He ran, a, like, a, it was a really, like, if you didn't want to do torrents, and like, because tor- torrents, if you, if you didn't want to look into how to hide your IP through a proxy, <laughs> and you wanted to like pirate movies and music and pornography and whatever like mega upload was a search engine that would let you go through like all the like let you easily download files you usually had to download it in parts like video file dash one and like whatever like don't ask me how i know that uh and eventually he he lived in he lived in new zealand and like the or lives in new zealand right and then the fbi wanted to like extradite him and take him down there's a whole blah blah in addition to that, he's also, like, he's just fucking bad. Like, he's a bad dude. Like, whatever you, like, think about, like, how he wanted to, like, deal with copyright and blah, blah, blah. Like, he has said a lot of, like, real scummy yeah, shit. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, wild shit comes out of his mouth. And yes. uh, I was not and excited one of those for that. was, one such wild thing was, I can't believe I'm on a stream saying, do you want this big slurp, Drake? And it was just like, oh, dog, you have to stop. You have mm-mm, to shut up. Mm-mm. And you could get him hear, off. Get get him out of here. Drake just go like, just like suck through his teeth. And like, I can't believe, like, I mm, I put myself out here for you, Ninja. Why'd you invite Kim.com? <laughs> um, it was it was just a very strange. What a brazen thing. Like, in some ways, I like what's amazing about that is that he did it at all. That yes. like that he like cho- like chose to bring like in this moment. Like, in which you, I'm sure, like, you know, Ninja's been doing this for a while. Like, he's used to, like, oh, no, my stream's, like, bl- you know, your stream, like, blows up or does better that day. And it's, like, oh, like, keep your cool about it. Like, I'm like the most that, that's ever happened to me was when I did some of those Mario Maker streams. And, like, suddenly I'd have, like, 8,000 people watching. I'd be, like, oh, I don't like this at all. Um, but, like, you're, like, you know, a pseudo-professional. Like, you know how to handle that. And But right. it's just, like, that was, like, a weird, in some ways it's, like, he was, wasn't being buttoned up enough to not invite him. And then in other right. ways, like, wasn't thinking about it enough that, like, yo, you shouldn't, like, imagine, like, mm, what a weird thing. It was so <laughs> strange. Also, why does he know Kim.com? Because he's, like, on the internet, and Kim.com mm-hmm. is the sort of dude who just, like, oh, oh he probably loves talent. He probably loves Kim.com. 
I, it, it's probably the other way, and my suspicion is, my suspicion is like ninjas too naive to not know that someone like Kim.com is just trying to take advantage of He's someone like, oh, else's talent. Oh, you have a lot of followers, and, and like you do mm. stuff in tech. Yeah, or who knows? Maybe who knows? Maybe maybe you're right, Danica. Maybe maybe Ninja is like Kim.com's biggest fan, and it's just like, oh, I love his jokes. He's funny. Like I'm not yeah. engaging on any <laughs> deeper level than that. Um, and he yeah. probably also was just like he realistically a month ago he was not he was getting numbers on his streams but he wasn't blowing up until super super recently and so it's probably a level of uh anxiety mixed mm. with just the pressure of the stream and getting famous like keeping the numbers up and getting the numbers up you know and so yeah. kim.com was probably super easy to get on Yes, that's a, and and has enough of a following that like oh yeah that can bring more people in. Yeah, um, I remember we were waiting. We were like, this isn't real until Drake tweets it. Even though Drake was on the fucking stream, we're like, <laughs> yeah, because, this, like is this is not a Drake real. Impersonator? Who could say? Yeah. So, so this is the part of the thing for me ended up being like, why do we care about this? Like, why? So I, again, I sat down to write this take on on Friday morning last week, and I was like, okay, do I have thoughts here? Yes, I have tons of thoughts here. Do I have thoughts here that I know are bulletproof from any sort of like is this just traditional celebrity culture, but turned to 11 or, or, or something like that? Like, not really. Do I, do I feel like there's something special happening here or, or is this just another one of those things where it's like, Oh, I want games to be feel legitimate and having Drake play a video game on Twitch makes it feel like games are legitimized. Mm. And I felt like a little bit too much like that, but mm. at the same time, I think it's partially interesting because of the Fortnite angle and seeing the ways in which Fortnite has completely broken through to an to an even broader audience than I am at. Like to the point where people who I don't think of as watching video game videos um are watching Fortnite videos. Hmm. Um, For, does that make sense? Like Danielle, yeah. you just had a you had a thought. What was the Yeah, no, I'm just sort of agreeing with that because it, with everything uh, honestly that's sort of celebrity related now or sort of internet celebrity related now, I have that thought of like is this is this actually new? Is this anything actually right. new from from the way everything has always been? Um or or is this just yeah, sort of the the modern twist, the millennial twist, if you will. Right. And I don't have anything great to add. It's just it just resonates with me. I'm always I, constantly like, if if I did whatever job this would have been for my parents, would I have been weirded out by this? <laughs> I think that for I think that for me, the reason that I give a shit about this stream specifically is because I'm a huge Drake fan, and right. you just don't get to see videos of him having person to person interaction for a lengthy amount of time that aren't interview videos. This right. is a video, you know. There's no keeping up with the Kardashians for Drake there. Like he, he does right. not, he doesn't, he doesn't trust like that. He doesn't fuck around like that. <laughs> and so having a chance to see him just be in his own like comfortable space, doing this thing that he thinks is fun. That was really exciting for me because the only stuff I really ever see of him is interview stuff. He posts some videos on Instagram sometimes sure. of him just like being out and partying, but that's not four hours. No, and that's not like the person saying that they're eating pizza. Right? Does, also, also, also for the record, pro pineapple on pizza, Drake. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you. <laughs> thank you. Good, um, thank you. But like you're right that 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 to me does feel different. Or like it's it's funny because I was thinking recently about the old Kanye West blog. Kanye used to run a blog. That felt that way. That felt like, oh, this is Kanye. This is just Kanye West. Like, mm -hmm. this is not a bit. This is not like him posing. This is, there's no posture here. This is just this dude 
<laughs> and now that's just gone. Do you know what? Like, even when right. he appears on something like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, he's very clearly like, all right, the cameras are on. I have to be this specific Kanye West now. Um, well, also, and- he Kanye's deleted a lot of his yes. tweets that like really felt personal. Like his um his like spirited away Akira tweet is gone. Yep. Um, his tweet that says, "Here I have it. I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me. Like, oh great, now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. Like he has." <laughs> He has oh. refocused so much on his front-facing image because of everything that he was going through with Life of Pablo yeah. um, that we don't see this side of him anymore. And we never we never really see this side of Drake at all to begin or with. A lot of... I think that's a, one of the things that's been interesting is seeing a, the generation that's come after Kanye, after Drake, of, of rappers uh, and people in pop culture in general um and in the music industry in general who are maybe a little more willing to show this size right grimes does does dark soul streams yes and little um, uzi vert non-stop talking yes. about anime posting posting shit on his snapchat all the time like yes. he has anime tattoos these are social it's like the social media generation right like these right. are people who grew up with social media now who are who didn't just like have it in their adulthood who didn't have it in their young adulthood but who like literally grew up on it and separating from it is just not a possible thing, right? Like, I think about Brockhampton <laughs> a lot, the, the, is a mm-hmm. really great mm-hmm. rap group, who, like, met on the Kanye to the dot com forms. And, like, oh, they will always be online. Like, they they are just online people now. Right. Um, Patrick, you had some, you had a thought I there. Just, well, I, well, it just, you talking about that just put in my, in my head the, uh, that moment with Michael B. Jordan uh, a week or two back where on, uh, on Tumblr, a dentist yes. posted <laughs> oh, yeah. about, how a girl uh, came in and like broke her braces because she like bit down so hard when Michael B. Jordan went shirtless in, bla- in Black Panther, <laughs> and then that just like blew up on Tumblr, and then the girl ended up finding it and tweeting about it on Twitter, and then it blew up on Twitter. Then Michael B. Jordan, who's very active on Twitter, especially has been very attentive. Um, uh, post of Black Panther and like you know all stuff about him liking anime and blah blah blah. He's very in that world. Then like tweeting at that girl and saying he would pay for the replacement of like the braces. Just so like good. ah, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. So like that's it's an interesting moment for celebrity culture, I think. And I think it's actually this is going to be one of those those things that I think I'm I'm curious to see how it develops because one of the things one of the like the not benefits, but one of the edges that I think YouTube culture has over traditional celebrity culture is intimacy and and um uh there's another word I'm looking for here, but 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 uh the degree to which you can you can interact with somebody daily, right? Someone like Logan Paul or Jake Paul, like those those dudes ain't that talented. They don't have <laughs> no. Hollywood charisma. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, one might even say that both of them actually suck. You might say that they <laughs> you suck. Might say it. Also, well, they're, not, they're, they're, not, they're not like deities in this in the way that like traditional Hollywood celebrity right. like is constructed and like they're these like godlike figures on a pantheon. It's like in a lot of ways, like you know, would, like those moments where you guys are talking about like Drake, like just talking like a normal person is like, oh right, like he's just like a super fucking talented guy, and right. he also plays Fortnite, and like we'll just talk about ordering pizza on his cheat day, and right. like you don't, you're not gonna get that from. Like tradition, I, mean, I guess in some ways Drake is a little the traditional celebrity. Like well, that's a little, what I'm like, saying. Right? Between so the two, that's the thing that feels different about this moment, or that feels like 
what I'm curious about is the people who are going to walk the, the line between the two as a full time thing, right? So like this is what I'm saying is like is this bad news for the future for the future Logan and Jake Paul? I almost said Drake Paul, fucking sign of the cross. <laughs> I'm so Paul. sorry. Um, God, uh, the, 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 like, I'm saying that, like, the Logans and Jake Pauls, what they have in their favor is that, that, like, constant stream of content, that intimacy, that, like, oh, here, here's my YouTuber house, or, like, I don't even keep the door locked, ha, 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 <laughs> and is there a world in which we end up seeing more mainstream musical acts, more, uh, Hollywood stars, more traditional celebrities who, who walk that line? I mean, they're done not doing daily vlogging or something, but they're putting out three or four vlogs a week, but also are starring in trip, you know, big budget Hollywood block summer blockbusters. You know, that's, that's my, my, my curious, uh, that's my curiosity going for like how long until a Marvel movie star is streaming Fortnite every few days? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, obviously, this is a slightly different world, but it's it's related. UFC fighters have gotten super mm. super into streaming, especially like really, um, like obviously we know uh, Angela Hill because we did a little uh, episode of uh, right. Waypoint Presents with her. Uh, but uh, like Demetrius Johnson, who has you know probably uh, many, I, I think a couple of hundred thousand uh, sort of fans, uh, and he's like the number one ranked pound for pound fighter ever. Basically, he he right. streams constantly. And that's actually how he's gotten, to be honest, like some more some better promotion for his fights, because now he's showing uh, you know, honestly, like it's UFC so yeah. is a is a, a weird thing in itself because sort of he's a smaller dude. He fights at 125 pounds and like the big dudes kind of always get promotion because, you know, like the in the in the most meathead sense, I think a lot of people always want to watch the, the big dudes sort of clash. Uh, there's like a terrifying sure. power to it. But like the small dudes who, you know, I think are more interesting to watch anyway, uh, they don't always get the same billing to be honest and i think he's like increased his sort of uh capital with ufc by being a big streamer who has like being lots say, like, and lots of followers yeah. right i i built this audience already i have this audience yeah. already yeah totally exactly. there's a version of this that's like super dystopian right like yep where <laughs> you don't get to be the hollywood star who who can kind of live the the quiet life behind the scenes? You know what I mean. You don't. You don't I don't want the next Greta Gerwig to also have to be vlogging every day. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I yeah. would like that to not have to be the case. Um, I don't want the next Jordan Peele to be like, oh well, uh, today is my cheat day. Like I don't need to know that. Just make cool movies, please. Right. You know. Right. Um, but but I, but what I can imagine is a celebrity culture and a culture industry where. Because there is that added value of bringing in your own audience, the people who end up getting those deals are the ones who can bring in their own audience, you know, and produce good work or whatever. Um, anyway, welcome to the, the age of the flexible worker. We're always <laughs> on camera. We're always working on our brands. Uh, anything else here or can we take a quick break? Any other final thoughts on Drake and Fortnite and Ninja and streaming culture? All, all I want to do is ask where you think Cardi B fits in all of this. Cardi B's um, the best. I don't. I don't. I I love her. I don't think she games, but I think that she Offset probably plays video games, and she probably fully supports him. Okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. probably true. I think she probably she probably borrows the controller sometimes. Is like, let me get in on this. Like, let <laughs> yeah. me let me fuck some shit up. Because well, I, mean, like, I would watch that in a heartbeat. I would watch oh, Cardi absolutely. B play anything and anything. just love it forever. Like, I mean, it's I, actually. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, as my like final thought on this is that I really think that these the most important thing is that these people are just people and yep. and a lot of people look at like Kim Kardashian tweeting about anime or whatever else as 
having their spaces encroached upon, which is, is, in my opinion, kind of ridiculous. I feel like it's just, you know, I have gotten 20,000 followers since starting at Waypoint. It's a lot. And so I still tweet about shit in the same way as when I had 80 followers on Twitter, you know, and it's probably the same with these people, these famous people with millions of followers is they just want to like tweet about the shit that they're interested in and talk about the stuff that they like. And Chance wants to let people know that he likes Fortnite and, and like, not for any other reason than to just be excited about it in the same way that I've been tweeting about like how Sea of Thieves looks or whatever else. Right, right. It's so weird. It's such a it's such a strange thing. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. But it's but that, it's exciting because we love these people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. That that is part of why it's super exciting. I think the, the 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 coda here though is in the in the week since this happened, both. Battlegrounds and uh, and Fortnite's uh, mobile releases dropped. You can now play, or I guess the Fortnite one you have to sign into a beta for. But like that is going to open up the player base for both of those games even further by mm-hmm. a huge amount. Which is which is how Cardi B is going to become our next champion because like <laughs> yes. she's got a, she's got time. She's on her, her way between between events and shit. She Bust loves her phone. phone. She yep. loves her phone. She loves her phone. Like she can just turn that phone sideways and build a tower. She can. Be yes. the next should be the mobile Fortnite champion. Yes. Um I played mobile PUBG uh, a couple times. I oh, got yeah. number two last night. I heard it's good. Late. I heard it's good. It's weird. They're using it's weird. There's a really interesting story over on Kotaku people should go read from Heather Alexander. I think it was from Heather Heather. It is, Alexander, it's from Heather. Yep. On the bots in that game. Um, there are bots in PUBG on purpose from the developer. At least this is what Heather is contending, and and maybe what they've admitted to a different outlet um, that that when you first start playing, they fill the game with bots huh. so that you don't feel as as nervous because they're bad and it's easier mm-hmm, to kill mm-hmm. them. And as you play like ten matches, twelve matches, it slowly filters the bots out and fills you in games with more. Yeah, and that's people. really smart if yeah. that's true. It's yeah, really it smart. If Heather, it's true. Heather got Heather got a chicken dinner. I think. I think she's actually got more than one. one. I, saw, yeah. I saw so many people being like. Man, like I'm just really good at PUBG. Like she's not the only one that I saw right. doing that. Like <laughs> shit, little people were like, "Get out PUBG Mobile." People suck on here. Right. Like if that's the explanation, it is extremely. Damn, that's funny. that's the PUBG for me. Then I, I gotta can, go. I gotta go. I got a number two last night. I missed. I missed the shot with the AWM I got from the crate. I had three kills, uh, but I didn't finish it off. But close. it's weird. And like, and yes, there are like so many people have phones so many more people have phones than have gaming pcs or game consoles so Mm. many more like unbelievably the numbers are not even comparable uh and so opening those games up for those wider audiences is really wild and i'm very curious to see how both of those continue to grow um put 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 the mobile version of battlegrounds just on switch please thank you (laughs) the biggest thing good day the biggest thing here is just accessibility, I think, and it's the same way with more and more and more people getting on social media and people being excited about seeing, you know, one of their favorite musicians or whoever else getting on Twitter or playing a video game. It's just things are getting more accessible. So, I mean, Soldier Boy has been tweeting about True. video games True. for 10 True. years. So, Soldier Boy is the version is the first version of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Soldier Boy told us about about that that potion that mario drank Mm -hmm. so um let's take a quick break and we're gonna come back and talk about another different multiplayer game that we've all been playing very colorful just like fortnite uh so we will be right back selling a little or a lot 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. All right. Sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, mateys. That's a pirate I, voice. I can look at some pirate jokes. I give was me, telling them. Yeah, could you give me some pirate hold jokes? On. Good, oh, good. God, no. Not again. Good. Not again. Good. Not again, please. Uh, okay, hold on. Okay, I got it. All right. Wait, what's the one. website you're using? Credit the website you're using. Uh, jokesforus.com. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Not for you, motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. This joke isn't for you. Are you oh, a pirate? Mm. No? Get out. Uh, mm. It... To the tune of Carly Ray Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. <laughs> no. Hey, I just met you, and I this is crazy. This. I'm a pirate, so call me maybe. I, wait, what? Wait, no, wait, hold, wait, on, hold wait. on, hold on, hold on. Call me maybe. You could, you could put any word there. You could say call I'm a gamer, maybe. so call me maybe. Call me maybe. You could say beautiful. I'm Danica, so call me maybe. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> that... <laughs> Do you have anything better? Do you have anything else? Uh, it gets better than that. No, come what on. Like, a, what does a pirate Santa say? Row, row, row. What? <laughs> Pirates Wait. don't row their ships. Oh, it's instead of ho, ho, ho. But they okay, don't row their boats. They have, do you have any, do you have any more? It's the whole thing. Give us, give um, us one more, Patrick. Third, third, third tries a charm, right? Okay. Is it? Uh, uh, what is a pirate's favorite Star Wars character? I don't, I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, hold on. Are we gonna R2-D2. <laughs> I hate this. This is awful. This is I'm awful. Like and this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, jokes for us is just jokes for unfunny people. Yeah, that's who us is. <laughs> yep, yep. God. This week's episode sponsored by jokesforus.com. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> and we'll be right back. All right. Uh, <laughs> so the Sea of Thieves is out. Sea of Thieves new game from Rare. Rare, the creators of of such hits as as James Bond, Goldeneye, 007 for the N sixty four, Banjo Kazooie, uh, Danielle Riendo's entire childhood. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Goddamn you're right. The, and and adulthood. And adulthood. And adulthood. Now, she's she's still changed? playing them. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, I so I probably put I put a lot of time in the Sea of Thieves beta. Uh, a little bit in the alpha, and then like a little bit since it's come out. I think Danica and Patrick have probably oh, played I'm, the most here. I've, I've, I've I mean, got, Danica, Danica's way out there. I've yeah, got Danica, a lot of hours in. Two, two days ago or yesterday, like whenever we played, when we, you and I played on Monday, it was like, okay, well, how's this game work? And I tuned into y'all, <laughs> your stream today, and it was just like, Danica hot strats just like knew everything <laughs> completely back to back. I was using, the, I was using the a boat terminology like a boss. Yeah, yeah like, using as, like, like she's Rob Zachney out here. Exactly. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I learned um, I learned oh. a lot I learned a lot from from Rob like speaking in nautical terms on the day that we streamed and then I've been playing with my friend Nick. Nick is Nixed on on Twitter. Um, Nick. Yeah, friend friend of some friend of us of here on the show. Fam. Um he also is just like an incredible captain and 
knows all the terms and it's very important to him that like you stick with the like pirate canon. So <laughs> the pirate now, canon? Yeah, yeah. So oh now <laughs> I um now I know everything. See if these made by Rare uh, was announced a couple of years ago. Uh, just finally came out after a long, a long uh, dev cycle. Um, it is their first game since. Was their last game Nuts and Bolts? No, no. Banjo Kazooie. Ba- I can't believe it's their first game since Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> they made a bunch of Connect games that I had to review in my days so it's at Polygon. Their first game since Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what 100%. the Connect is. I don't know what the like Connect we, is. Sorry. Um, basically, the Connect's version of Wii Sports Resort, but it was like Connect yeah, no, I, games something. I Connect uh, those don't count. Those yeah. don't Erasing count. those from the canon. Yeah, I'm fine um, with that. Those uh, are I mean, pirate canon. So right, they're racing us right, and then you are loading yourself in and shooting yourself onto an <laughs> island nearby. That's right. Uh, it is a it is a multiplayer game in which you and up to three of your friends join on a a, a big pirate ship, and you. Uh, I'm trying not to oversell this game. I guess I don't know. I think this game's cool, but there's issues. Uh, you go on on kind of uh, voyages for one of three different factions in the game. Um, you do things like fight big, fight not big, but you fight skeletons. You fight, uh, or you do, you kind of solve puzzles, riddles here and there to to kind of find mm-hmm. hidden treasure. Um, you do really, really annoying fetch quests for the <laughs> merchant guild that sucks so bad. Um, and and most importantly, you have to work together to crew the ship. And I think that's like the heart of this game is that no one person can't really crew especially the big ship the galleon by themselves you really need a lot of teamwork you need someone working at the wheel someone who's looking at the map someone who's making sure that the ship isn't flooding (laughs) uh, someone who is you know working the sails and then someone who's like on lookout Uh, and when it works like that uh it all comes together into something that is i think pretty special on the moment to moment stuff uh Mm -hmm. and it's just gorgeous it's just like one of the prettiest games i've seen in a long time Right. Um, I'll, I'll tell a quick story that I told on this stream this morning, but yesterday, so yesterday I played for about six hours last night Yo. and, um, Damn. I, I played with one crew for, for four or so and then another crew for two and, and it, with my first crew. Well, for, so wait, four players and two players yes. basically? Okay. No, I played, I played with four players both times. So one for oh, four hours. I got and you, one I got you, two. I got you. And so, uh, with my first crew, we ended up, uh, getting a message in a bottle, which is something that you can just, if you see like a glimmer on an island and you go pick it up, it's a message in a bottle and it can be anything from like a simple quest of delivering gunpowder to a full on scavenger hunt. And we got this really, really difficult scavenger hunt. It took us like 45 minutes, um, to finish it. And at the end, we got a captain's you, chest. What's the, what was the steps of the scavenger hunt? So the scavenger hunt was to go to an island, this huge island and find different paintings and then take a number of paces, find another painting, take a n- number of paces, do this thing, do this thing. There was like five steps. Um, and so. It ended up we got a uh, captain's chest and our ship was parked between two islands and another galleon starts coming oh, up. Shit! All four of us are on the ship and we start going and we start battling this other galleon and two of us die. And the galleons are this other galleon for people who don't know is played is a staff by other crewed by other players. There are no AI ships, right? So this is like other players were bearing down at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are yeah. two ships. There's a there's a big four person ship and there's a small faster two person ship. Right. Yep. Yeah. So this so this other ship was just barreling into us. They sunk our ship. Three of us died. Um, one of us lived. Um, and 
was able to, because when, when your ship goes under, any treasure that you have, any chests will float to the top of the water. Um, our one surviving crew member got the chest, went onto the island, hid under a little alcove where oh, skeletons, so no one could see him and skeletons were spawning on top of him, but couldn't get to him. And so God. all of us had to, the three of us who died, came back, got our ship, had From to like a different wait. island, right? Like you yes. had to respawn somewhere else or like out yes. in the water or whatever. And then we had to wait for that other galleon to like think that everybody was gone and there was no loot and leave. And then we just <sighs> went back and got him. <laughs> wow that's so good that's so good it was it was so good well, like, it was those so good. moments i think are so strong like, i watched y'all today you fought a kraken today in a moment that was very very good oh it's I'm just so like, scary well the thing that was so great about that story i guess like i should let one of you do it because you were you were the ones fucking playing the game but like yeah, Pat, it started Patrick, talk about it Tell yeah it started it. with patrick you saw a ship on the horizon actually right yeah we saw we saw this uh, ship on the horizon and uh i wanted to be aggressive like it's a pirate game like i'm out here to take your ship <laughs> is it, like, is I'm it not... a pirate game <laughs> well we'll get to we'll that get in a second that's, yeah. that's a separate right. story but that was my thought was like like i'm out here like yo like i'm glad that you're going to find that chest but it'd be great if you found it died and then i took it from you <laughs> And so we because had a I'm crew a pirate. Of, yeah, we had a crew of four, and we saw a sloop, which is uh, often two, often one person. Like I think you could probably make an estimation that if someone's in a sloop, that's probably one person and not two. Like I'm, yeah. that's just me, like guessing. Um, it, it, it's uh, by my estimation, that's mostly people like kind of soloing and kind of just screwing around. Which, by the way, not the way to play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we can get into that later too. But. Uh, yeah, like I had kind of rallied the troops. I'm playing music. I'm like, let's go get him. Yo, ho, ho. Like, we're going to take this guy out. And uh, as we, like, we're in that direction and, you know, Rob's moving us over there. And uh, all of a sudden the, the the water just turns black. Like it goes from a nice, beautiful, uh, like crystal clear blue to just like mm-hmm. murky. And we were and- we were right by an outpost. And I just want to get mm-hmm. on record that I told Patrick that we would get karma for going after the ship. <laughs> right. That's true. And so this... Which so this is a karma, mechanic, the, to be clear. To be clear, yeah, that's a mechanic. actual karma mechanic. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so there was a sloop, and then there was also, like, a galleon, like, sort of not too far from us. But we were going to go after the sloop. And, yeah, the water turns black, this kraken appears, and this... We fight off this kraken, like, the way it works, so these tentacles appear, and... Uh, you can either uh, get the Kraken to disappear or you can escape. And there's apparently at the moment no reward for defeating it, which is bad, and they should add in things like that. Um, but uh, you basically are firing cannons at the tentacles. You can get picked up by one of the tentacles, and it makes just this grotesque sound oh, as disgusting. you are slowly eaten <laughs> it's by disgusting. the Kraken, like a Lovecraftian mouth that is slowly devouring you. Um, there's a moment in the stream, if you go look up the, the archive uh, on Twitch or YouTube, um, where I do I do get uh, consumed and then tossed into the sea. And uh, yeah, we, we escaped from that. And then, so this is where it ties into the, the second story, is that once we escaped the Kraken, uh, we had some stuff to deliver. And so we uh, pulled up to this outpost. Wait, and outposts our, are sc- wait, wait, wait. Oh, our, boat, our boat was destroyed by the Kraken. Oh, oh that's it? right. It was, okay. yeah, our it was. boat was destroyed, yes. Our boat was destroyed by We the, took on too much water. You were yeah, so like, close to the land, though, right? Yes. Like, you, mm-hmm. you, yes. Like, it was only on, like, the final 
push towards yep. land when you finally yeah. started sinking. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the way the way like death works in the game, if people haven't played, is that like death has no actual consequence, but there is a time delay. So it's like you die, you load into a ghost ship, and then there's like, I don't know, a minute or so, maybe a little less before a door opens and you can spawn back into the world. So like the way that like the dynamic works is the reason you want to kill people off is like then that grants you a certain amount of time to like take te- chests off their boat or kind of fuck up their uh, the, the ship that they're on. Um, so yeah, we sort of like ran aground. Our, our ship falls. We grab the stuff that we we can get because um, we're actually delivering these uh, gunpowder uh, barrels that uh, you can turn in for for money. And after we do that, uh, we had noticed there was a sloop like uh, going around. The island, and I was like, "Oh man, like we should just." We should it was fuck the them same. Up, it was the same sloop that you wanted to go for. One? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, we and, thought they were uh, shoving off, and they weren't. Yeah, they they were clear. They were moving. Like they were they were hoofing it. And then right as like we turn a corner, like it slows down. I don't know if it was the wind. I don't know what happened, but I I was just I was with Natalie, and I'm like. Natalie, let's go. Like, we are taking that goddamn <laughs> ship. And so we start swimming out. And I think someone else cashes in their last barrel. And then th- th- uh, uh, Natalie didn't quite make it to the ship. Rob and I did. And then, Danica, you and Natalie were fighting. We got killed. Guy, we got he, killed he, by he, Candy. He, oh, he, no. Uh, yeah, candy, ju- candy the, the, the user. Because you only see their usernames once you get close enough to, like, kind of identify them. Um, otherwise, the game obscures uh, the gamer tags. And so uh, Rob... Candy uh, kills Natalie and Danica. Rob and I are on the ship. We managed to take him down. And I look at Rob and I'm like, whew, bring up the anchor. We are getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I was like, we are taking this guy's ship. And it like, felt so good. We looked down and we were like, trying to see if we any treasure. He didn't. I was like, know what our treasure is? This second boat. We got ourselves a fleet and we are going to go join up with Danica and Natalie when they spawn on this other boat. And we're just going to go out and we're going to wreck things. Like This is, this is going to be great. And then someone in the chat pointed out, like, oh, well, you should keep an eye out because, don't remember, you spawn back on your ship. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just kill him again until he decides to get out of here and, like, not come back to his ship because it's ours now. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and we get maybe uh, – we're at the point where actually we're coordinating for the four of us to all uh, meet up again. <laughs> then all of a sudden we just hear – Boom, 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 boom. It was scary to watch because I didn't even know that's how it looked or what happened. Yeah. It's, it sounded like cannon fire. Um, and I w- ran out to the bottom of the ship and there were not just like one or two holes, but like holes lined up all <laughs> along. Like they, it's made so that there's no way for you to reasonably uh, patch it up. Even if you had four people working furiously, like the ship is right, is, right, is, right. Is, is over, right? Um, and that's apparently something players can trigger. If like uh, uh, their your boat is stolen, you can then like go to the pause the, menu or whatever, right? Yeah, and you can just say, "Hey, blow up that boat, scuttle, so I can scuttle spawn. my ship," right? Yeah, and uh, it was this interesting moment where I found myself frustrated because I thought that I was engaging in the fantasy that this game presents, which is like, "Oh, there are other players in the world. There is both PvP and PVE," and we had this like very dynamic encounter where like just because you're going off to a port to drop off your goods, that doesn't mean that you're safe. Like there are no like quote unquote like completely safe spots in this game. Uh, we went in there and we uh, like he took out two of our uh, two of our people and then two of us took out him and like we took the boat fair and square and then the game just goes ah well actually like you can't you can't do that and so I will, then they're, like. We, oh, he ahead. did, he did pop up, um, when Natalie and I were on the ghost ship, he popped up and, uh, Natalie and, and him and myself all danced together. So I was like, all right, we're homies now. 
Well, and so it, it, it creates this, like, kind of weird scenario, like, this sort of, like, this weird design ethical thing that, like, sprung up from this particular moment, which is, like, yes, like, does it suck that he can't get back to his ship? Like, 100%. And you could, you could argue that is, what we... he can. This is, the, this is the thing. He can get back to his ship, but right. you're just going to be on it forever. Right, and they call it, you know, this is like called, you know, like grief spawning, which is basically like you're hanging around the spot where a player is going to come back, and because we outnumber him, we are going to just sit there and like, foo, 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 kill him. Like, the, that, I mean, that was my plan. My plan was like, hey, this is my ship. You can come back. We'll kill you, and then we'll just keep <laughs> taking your ship. Because um, I wasn't sure exactly how the mechanics were. I thought maybe he could quit, and then it was just like, our ship. Like, they're not, the, the ship's not going to like, right, it would spawn d- in a different ship out of the or world. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and so... Yeah, like we were, I felt like we were playing into the, the fun of the game, but the game was suggesting for us, encouraging us to do, but then we were punished or rather not rewarded for being, for doing something that was cool and interesting and fun and felt in the spirit of the fantasy of the game. And so there was a really interesting conversation happening in chat, which was like, well, actually, like you guys were kind of being dicks because that's like a grief spawn and you spawn back on your ship and that's how the game solves you being away from your ship. And I was like, well, actually what the game needs to figure out is like a better way to uh address both sides of the equation like my like there was one suggestion in the chat that was uh hey like what if if your ship gets taken you spawn on that ghost ship and the ghosts are like yo you want to go get revenge (laughs) and they give you like a badass ship and you can go track them down or uh maybe like if you successfully take a ship they say hey look like you can't take this ship because it would break the game balance if everyone had their own ship and like people working together but like we're gonna give you ten thousand dollars and it's going in your Get you know it's going in a, a a garage that you have or something like that or like there should just be some sort of reward for engaging in the act of piracy in a game that is about pirates and currently a game called Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and I, and I feel like this speaks to a larger sort of question about the game That's that I'm the like, thing I'm multiple me. minds of is like this open like I look at this and go did what was this not solved because they just didn't take it all the way and like this is reflective of like bad game design or is it hey let's see what players do and then come up with a solution for like i'm i'm choosing to be on the optimist side which is that like i'm gonna write a story about this and other people are gonna talk about this on like subreddits and streams and then rare is gonna go okay we're gonna come up with a creative solution to this that doesn't break the game and makes it more fun Mm -hmm. and i but i don't know if that's the way the game is going to go like that's very that's a big unknowable in like the first couple days of its launch i imagine that i imagine that because there are there's not a ton that you can do in this game um (laughs) The I quests think that, are bad. Like, let's right. be clear. Like, the quests suck, and like, they're not fun, interesting, dynamic, and it's all. This game is based upon improv. And yeah, and, I think that yeah. I think that we talked about this on the stream, but there you can get the game for free for two weeks with like Xbox Game Pass, or you can pay ten bucks and have it for a month. And like right now, I feel like a month is probably enough time to right. spend with this game. But they will likely add to this game i don't know that they'll add a ton to it but it feels like there's a lot of room to add and if they do i'm sure that you know they would probably consider you know patching in fixes for stuff like this yeah i'm i'm go ahead danielle i was just gonna say i i have one thought on the game uh and i only just played it yesterday when we were streaming uh so you know my experience is fairly limited but i do really like the fact that it's a multiplayer game that is that is just sort of improv and hijinks and mm-hmm, sort of having mm-hmm. fun. Oh, like I love that. it! I love it. Yeah, I, I just dig that yeah. because a lot of multiplayer it, games obviously are like competitive, and that's fine. That's cool. 
Uh, and they're also, you know, often about like shooting other people, which I'm really yeah. bad at. So I'm having a lot <laughs> more fun doing things like patching up holes in a boat right. or like, you know, using the bucket and just sort of doing that sort of goofy shit is more fun for me than most sort of multiplayer mm-hmm. games. But I also mm-hmm. like totally acknowledge like they probably do need to add some more activities to keep totally. that interesting and right. keep that fresh. There's that's, only six both, ships, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. there's right. only that's six a- ships that spawn in on that map. <laughs> so that's okay. the thing. Like, there's a there's a lot of contradictions here. Like the six ship thing, right? Which is like, okay, it's a it's so the the map is 26 tiles by 26 tiles. It's fairly sizable. Uh, it's limited. There's this isn't No Man's Sky. It's not generating new islands or anything like that. It's all it's all structured islands. Um, I believe the quests are handcrafted because I've seen the same ones while watching various streamers, but maybe not. Maybe they're just, I mean, they're so simple that they could be procedurally generated and still look like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and as Danica says, like there are six ships out there. So like it's you plus five other teams total. Uh, and those could be teams of two also. Right. So those could be teams of two and that can make the seas feel pretty empty. I think that there's a good amount of tension between like where it's at now. I could see it going up to eight or 10 without feeling too dense. Cause you don't, you don't want to just like constantly be getting shot at by people necessarily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but the, I think the more important thing for me is like the age of pirates was one in which pirates attacked ships uh, that were official vessels or trading vessels or or were were part of kind of mainstream society, right? They were <laughs> part of like a larger world. And what pirates did was they fucked them up and took their shit, and then and then like went off and built pirate republics with them, or did bury treasure somewhere and and stuff like that. This game feels so much more like you are playing people LARPing as pirates just immediately after the age of pirates, when all of the real pirates have disappeared and there are no more ships except for pirate ships, except for LARPer ships left. And your whole thing is like I'm gonna go kill, I'm gonna go kill skeletons, I'm gonna go dig up buried treasure, and I'm going to like. Run chickens between islands uh or not even run them i'm gonna go from island to island hoping to find red chickens uh and <laughs> and pick those up and then go deliver them somewhere um like and- what if what if, what if like when like if we had raided that ship and all of a sudden it said hey this is like built something like what if we had a guild right like we're right. a guild of like right. a, like you know a group of pirates we have our own home base right and like when you when you capture but- a ship like hey okay you don't get to keep the ship but like hey that just funneled a bunch of resources back to like your, you your home base and sail material or whatever yes. right totally like that's like a, that's a solution where i go all right i'm rewarded for the the act of but it doesn't change the balance of the game and so it's like i look at this game and think a year from now i hope this is what all this this game has because it seems so ripe for it and it seems like when every time you talk to people about it all the all the solutions seem so obvious that it would i, I it would be such an unfortunate tragedy if somehow they it didn't happen. It seems impossible it can't well, like, happen. This is the thing. The thing is, I don't like, know. I don't know that there's not just a, a more important root tension that's hard to to resolve, which is like like Danielle said, this is a game about improv. Like this is a game where the most fun you have for me. The mo- I've played this game online, offline, or not offline, but I played it streaming, not streaming. Yeah. I've played it with with myself. I played it with two friends or one friend. I played it with two and three friends. I've played it in all these different configurations. The fun of the game is the stuff that is about just like joking around on the ship, crashing the ship, like uh, reacting <laughs> navigating to the navigating that, through storms and stuff. Hundred like- percent. All that is why it's really good and. 
none of that stuff has anything to do with progression mechanics. There are no there are there there is what they call horizontal progression in this game, which yeah. is to say you gain reputation with factions and you gain money, and with both of those things you can eventually get like different looking gear. You can like yeah, change everything's out your cosmetic. Wooden, right, everything's cosmetic. You can change change out your tankard for one that says <laughs> it's filled with the spirits of haunted ghosts or whatever, <laughs> but it's not. It's purple. What you got is a purple cup, my guy. Like you didn't. Train your- uh, can you hold on? Step back. Take a step back. Uh-huh. Do not, do uh-huh. not talk about. Put some respect on my goth tankard, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. I will put some respect on, on your goth chalice. All right. And Thank I you like so much. cosmetic shit. Here's the thing: I'm pro cosmetic shit, and I am pro improv play. Like I'm so pro both of those things. I, I am glad. Why does that, that sound a- like improv play? Just sounds you're like right, a sex you're thing. Right, you're right. You're right. Wording, wording there. Yeah. I'm gonna step back. <laughs> I am pro improv play. And also pro improving inside of video games. Okay, okay. And okay. so, just to be clear, it's yes and, right? That's yes, yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you uh-huh. for clarifying. Thank you so much. Um, and so the 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 thing there is just like the game. They at some point they sat down in a room and said, "Should we have stats on these weapons? Should we have armor?" Should we have boats that get stats? The boats don't have stats. You're not upgrading boats. You're not adding cannons to boats. You're not doing anything like that, right? Which mm-hmm. and it's like they they're not they're rare. They've made lots of video games <laughs> before. They understand what the world of video games looks like. And so that decision, the decision not to have like, oh, this is my plus two blunderbuss of fire, <laughs> and instead just be like, oh yeah, this is a blunderbuss that's gold. It's my gold blunderbuss or whatever. That's a, that's a, an active decision that they made and designed the game around that. We could all play that game for 200 hours and have the same abilities, I believe. I'm into it. Th- th- I'm into it. A brand new player has. Do you know what I mean? Like a brand new player perfectly outfitted just like me, which means that like when you do rank up and you get to the high levels of these factions and they send you on more complicated quests, what that really is is like the same quests as before, but with more steps. Um, yeah. And, and, it's that's a hard proposition to make to somebody who isn't streaming the game because when I stream the game, I have a lot of fun because I'm goofing around with my friends and I'm in streamer mode. Like there is, there is streaming a game, even streaming a game by yourself is not exactly the same as playing it by yourself and streaming with friends where you're all just kind of like tuned in and trying to find, it is like improv, right? Like it is like, all right, I'm trying to find the bits to play with here. I'm trying to like, give people space to have a joke thing like yet when you all were playing yesterday and just like everybody got drunk and started puking on each other you can totally do that <laughs> off stream you 100 percent can and i've done it it's way more fun for me to do it when i'm on stream and doing it too because i'm just like in that mode do you know what i mean especially late yeah. at night um and and i think the game is really great for that stuff but i i don't know how it can square that with also adding in later if they do want to add in more traditional progression mechanics they do want to add in some sort of guild system they do want to add in ai right like that's my big one is just like give me ships to raid that are ai ships but also i know how hard it is to make ai are you kidding me that's really hard to make ai Mm -hmm. um so i i this game feels like it's at a crossroad and it never really decided which way to take or it took the one and then is also still a 60 dollar game which is a lot of dollars, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm so torn on this thing. It's one of the most beautiful games I've played in a long time. Um, your goth cup looks so good. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm into I, it. I, I'm into I the game. Prefer, if it goes in one path or the other, I hope it goes in the 
more creative, weird improv right. Right. Yeah. because yes. I, yes. we have so many. We have so many games that do the other thing. That I'm sorry. You're, I'm sorry that they didn't ship that Disney Pirates of the Caribbean game. Like I'm God, sorry that fuck you, you for I'm, even bringing that up. Patrick. No. Do you know? Do people and, know about this thing? Yeah, go look it yes. up. It's gonna bum you out because that game looked really good. Um, <laughs> and it was canceled. Uh, and uh, like I'm sorry that this game doesn't seem like it's that. But I I would hope they're. Like the stuff that I'm having fun with, like feels like it's scratching at a like it. There's a there, and I just hope yeah. they keep scratching and expanding on that as opposed to. And they might be able to do a little bit of both, right? Like I think yes. it's possible yes. that they can add a, a more meaningful p- progression system that doesn't that still ends up being a, a level playing field where you're still the per, you know skill level like the uh, equipment level is the same for the person with one hour and the person with a hundred hours. But um, I, I think there are ways they can they can kind of come at it with both ends. But I hope the real investment is in like player creativity and the weirdness or like man like uh i would love it if like uh, our crew could go like race another like, oh, shit. Cool. like yeah. if two crews oh. go race and like a series of rocks where like the the weather's all fucked up and weird like like just stuff like or like i don't know i what think there's there user like, generated quest content what if users could build challenges like that? What if the, what oh, if, what if so the Twitch cool. what if the Twitch stream could influence things mm. in some way? Or like this is a game that would be perfect for that. Where like if like people could like bring the kraken or people could uh, summon I don't know. There I there's I hope it leans into that side of it because I think that's what's what I find to be special about this game. It may not last. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this game a month from now or even a week from now. But what I hope that they lean into is more of that because I think that's more of what I find interesting than it is gonna be like. You know, a level three uh, blunderbuss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on Sea of Thieves? Anyone else? I, like having this conversation, this is the weirdest thing about it. It's like whenever I have this conversation, whenever I talk to somebody else about it, whenever I read somebody else, uh, the, the true Sea of Thieves, the, the true, uh, as Patrick said in the, another chat I'm in with him, the real roller coaster of Sea of Thieves is Brad Shoemaker's <laughs> uh, feelings about Emotional it. Emotional reaction <laughs> to, I think this is great. I think this is terrible. I think this is great. No, is he, good? what he was saying last night, like, seemed like he, you know, him saying, oh, I'm, I'm sitting out alone in yeah. a ship in the middle of the night in with all my lanterns off, just hoping that this ship I see with my looking glass passes me. <laughs> and that's like that is the shit that gets me excited about the totally. game. You know, like well, I love I love those tense moments where you don't see a ship for a while you're doing good you're sailing really well and then all of a sudden you sail into a storm or all of a sudden there's a galleon like you know right off the right off the port side i think maybe the real tension here is actually that we're broken that like that shit is great and it's been a long time since games have given us something like that and said all right this is it like have that good moment that good moment mm-hmm. doesn't need to turn into an XP bonus. Mm-hmm. That good mm-hmm. moment doesn't have to turn into a, a you know, a rattling saber t- times seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to have a special loot drop at the end of it. And mm-hmm. and from playing so many games that have have moved towards that kind of RPG mechanics, those very clear player progression, like mechanical statistic player progression things, even in the games that we talk about how, oh, it's really about player skill, like Dark Souls or something like that. Oh, what I love about this is, you know, your your skill is, is what really improves, your knowledge base really improves. A lot of them still also offer you mechanical bonuses, not all of them, but a lot of them. And so... I'm curious if maybe there is a world in which if we had not gone through the Call of Duty fourification of the world, if, if you know, Fallout 3 and 4 had not helped push, or 3 especially, helped push us towards a world where 
every game was both a first person shooter and a and an RPG or whatever, um, we would be satisfied with the story of staying out at night and like being afraid of the pirates coming in right like the first thing that happened to me on my on my stream was like after i spent literally 40 minutes on monday playing this game looking for chickens which sucked i hate that <laughs> faction i was looking forward to that faction so much i was really truly looking forward to it and i hate it um i went to turn in the chickens and i was like there's a fucking galleon already here like, I have to sneak these chickens onto this island, because if I don't, they're going to see me and kill me and steal my chickens. Uh, and it worked out fine. I was able to deliver my chickens. And the guy found me, in fact, and like started dancing in front of me. And like a, a wave of relief washed over me. Uh, and that was great. And like that moment is so good on its own. It shouldn't even matter that I can't really buy anything, that, that like I can't buy a better sword with the money I got from selling the chickens. I should be happy with that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how to get us back from, not that it's on me, I'm not the captain of video games. <laughs> The I'm captain like, of the right. video game ship. I I don't know how to turn the ship video games away from <laughs> stat bonuses and back towards like ah the kraken is here ah um but but I think like all of you I'd rather see them continue to try that than than yeah I don't want to wake up one day and have them like have turned this into Diablo or Destiny. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, that would be so the, depressing. The best part about Sea of Thieves existing is that I have never had an Xbox account, so I've never had a gamer tag, oh and God. I was able to get the gamer tag XXXXX69420XXXXX, um, and I think that's just been the best part. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, you so much. What? Congratulations. Hard Thank work you. pays off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it all, does. It all it comes does. together in the end. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it there today. Uh, unfortunately, no no time for question bucket. But I do want to initiate a thing that we we actually tried doing this uh, forever ago on this show, which was to end with something like the Slate Podcast cocktail chatter or the the Idle Thumbs endorsement. Yes. Um, but maybe in reverse, right? Which is like those tend to be like uh, those are kind of set up like eh, not in reverse at all. What's something that you you played or seen or watched this week uh, that that you didn't get to talk about here, uh, but but you want to give a little mm. bit of airtime to? Does, any, yeah. does anyone have anything yeah. that comes oh, yeah. to mind? Anything wholesome? And oh yeah, yeah, I have um, something wholesome. Okay, what's up? I'll, I'll volunteer first. Oh, uh, you want to so, go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. So, um, over the weekend, I had a limerita night with my friends. Good. We were talking. Oh, limeritas! Our, that's yeah. a great endorsement. I'm really happy yes. that we endorse limeritas. Can we, can we, <laughs> we move were, on? We were, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's we were not ta- your we were talking about no, we were oh. talking about uh, how bad limeritas were, and so I suggested having a limerita night, and we were talking about what we should do for limerita night because we're like a pretty big group chat, of, like 15 people. Um, and I suggested maybe we watch, uh, some anime, uh, and Big the anime first, fans, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first thing that popped into my head was, uh, Sailor and the Seven Balls, which is, uh, <laughs> which is a, uh, Good. 2000, year 2000, uh, Western made Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, uh, million anime crossover porn that if you basically go into any Japanese video store, it will be just like the first thing you see in the porn section. So all of us popped up in Pornhub and started Great. watching Sailor and the Seven Balls. Um, we watched does not endorse piracy. <laughs> I just have to say that. Otherwise we, watched, uh, me. we watched the we watched the second the second one because the first one's a little bit harder to get and it was uh, absolutely out of control uh out of control basically you just have to find the seven balls that's the whole gist of the thing but yeah, i've seen dragon what ball what ended up it. what ended up being just a rabbit hole of utter hell was there was supposed to be a sailor and the seven balls video game that was scheduled to come out 
in 2000. And, uh, uh, friend of lots of us on the show, uh, Chris Person, uh, Papa Pichu on, on Twitter ended up just digging into this, this company's old archive and finding all of these blog posts about this video game that was on hold because they were working on their next movie. They ended up making a movie called Star Balls, which got copyright from Lucasfilm and they tried to sue Lucasfilm. And they win. How'd that shake out? I don't, I don't actually remember, but it's all on the internet. The game never came out, but if you don't Google it, but if you do Google it, there are, uh, there are a few (laughs) graphics that are just absolutely incredible, like 3D, 3D one skin tone boob, like graphics. And, uh, Star Balls, uh, by the way, I'm just going to read this here from (laughs) animenewsnetwork.com. This is a parody of several movies combined, uh, several movies combined in all together Star Wars parody. It stars Sailor Moon as the princess (laughs) and Goku as quote unquote Han Solo. Great. Also, also in Sailor and the Seven Balls, it was two people doing the voice acting for the entire right. movie. Thank you for your endorsement. That's all. That's You're good. welcome. That's really That's... something. Anyone have a follow up? I... Um, <laughs> I can't top that. I mean, this is usually what happens you... when I'm on the podcast. Ooh. So mm-hmm. I okay. So um, um, I can both connect. It's, it's totally connect. Mine to uh, uh, to Danica's oh, yeah? a bit of a bit of work. Okay, cool. Um, so one, I want to recommend a uh, really great uh, profile in uh, GQ uh, they did of the Stardew Valley uh, creator um, Eric Barone. I That's right. Try to yep. pronounce his uh, last name. Um, and like often uh, profiles, when we say profiles in video games, is like oh they wrote like twelve hundred words about a person, <laughs> and like they did like one interview. Um, and I'm saying that as like an indictment of like a lot yeah, of my we, own we work because that's. Because <laughs> that's usually the amount of like time uh, that you can invest in something like that, and like when you like a real profile that appears in like places like Vanity Fair, or Esquire, and or GQ, uh, which is a lot of them on like celebrities and things like that. You know, it's like you spend a lot of time, you know, a whole day with someone, and you know, dozens of hours of talking and blah blah blah. So that just doesn't happen in games uh, all that often, and so it's cool to see GQ uh, investing the time and resources, and it's a really interesting profile, of, like a really interesting game uh, and creator. Uh, so there's that, um, but then related to it is that there's a photo at the top of that profile of the creator of Stardew Valley that um, has caused a bit of a thirst. Um, oh yeah, they I've would seen call that it going on around. the internet. And so I want to point people towards a tweet um, from Merritt K. She has uh, written for us um, and a number of uh, other outlets. Um, it's just go. It's just at Merritt K, M-E-R-R-I-T-T-K. And uh, let me pull up the mm-hmm. tweet. Um, how far back do I have to go? I just had it. I don't even mm-hmm. see it. Oh, here it is. Okay. Mm, it's from a day ago. Um, so you have to scroll back a little bit. Uh, hey, uh, how come the Stardew Valley got hot? And I just want you to look through. Us, let me. There's a lot of replies to this. Um, and the, the, I'll just give you a taste. Feeling a little bit Stardew Valley. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Feeling a little stardew in my valley, if you know bad, what I mean. And bad, it just goes bad. from there. <laughs> it just goes from there. So I just, you know, read that profile and then read that this is what happens when you write profiles, is you get tweets like that. I really appreciate this one here um, from from UA, UA Yvonne, who says, 
the glow up is astonishing, and it's a and it's a picture of Shane from Stardew Valley, and then of Eric Barone. Very good. I had not seen. I had not noticed that Shane was just Eric Barone until now. That's that's very good. God. All right, uh, Danielle, can you top that? Nope. I can't okay, top then. that. There's <laughs> no topping that. You have I another mean, one. I have something. I have something that's like a good thing. But it's not going to top that. Okay. I'll tell you about my good thing, though. Yeah, tell us about your good thing. So there's a show. It's a sci-fi original series uh, that has... It's an anthology series. It's called Channel Zero. The current season is called Butcher's Block, and it is fantastic. I don't think anything will ever top the second season of Channel Zero because that was, like, sublime. I actually wrote about it uh, in an open thread. That was, like, an incredible, incredible examination. Uh, So it's a horror, I should say. It's a horror uh, anthology series, and it's all sort of uh, loosely based on, like, creepypasta. Like, uh, you know, sort of, like, internet-ish folktale kind of stuff. But it's all with, like, incredible, very sort of fresh horror imagery, I would say. Things you have not seen a thousand times in other horror uh, media. And really interesting, really weird stories, really interesting angles. This one is about a young woman who, is, her biggest fear in life is that she will become uh, schizophrenic because her sister and her mother are both, uh, have paranoid schizophrenia. And uh, she meets uh, a dude who is sort of uh, uh, feasts upon mental illness. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Uh, and it has, like, again, incredible, very interesting imagery, really, really, uh, like, if I had to call it near anything, uh, if you remember The Cell, a not great 2000 movie that had mm-hmm. just like astonishing horror imagery, like it, it evokes some of that stuff uh, on occasion with a much lower budget, which I actually think is more interesting. Uh, so definitely watch that if you like horror stuff and uh, just generally like creepy fiction in general. It's real good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring us back to the wholesome content I wanted us to have. Okay. Um, okay, show. speak for yourself. I think what I talked about was pretty wholesome. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. You could spell it that way, I guess. There is nothing there not wholesome holes. about Sailor Moon and Goku having there are, sex. There are lots of, There's holes! True. Okay, go on. Nino Kuni 2 is a very <laughs> cool game that I'm only a few hours into. It's also an anime. Um, there is There are characters in it who are anime characters. They don't have sex. Instead, they fight monsters. Yet. I haven't... Yeah, I'm only a few hours in. I guess at some point it could become an orgy, but that seems unlikely. Um, <laughs> the It is it is a, a very quaint um, kind of throwback uh, action JRPG. Uh, lots of hacking and slashing here. Um, and I'm not actually... The thing that, I, the thing that I'm actually... The, the sub-endorsement I want to make is not even just playing it, which I think it's, it's pretty good. I'm not that far into it. A lot of people I trust really like it. Um, I know, Danica, you played some of it and, and really enjoyed what you played. Yeah, and also Nino Kuni, the first one, was my game of the year 2013, right. so right. a lot of people haven't played the first one, and I'm like, uh, the first one is extremely good. Um, the the stuff that I really love here, I, I really like a lot of the world building. I really love uh, Hot President, uh, who gets yes. transported from like the modern age via nuclear bomb into yep. this fantasy realm. And, and the fact that he has a pistol. Yeah, my guy just has a gun. My guy just like rolls through in the middle of a coup uh, and is like, oh, I guess there's weird mouse people here who are throwing a coup. Blap! And then just like, just goes off on them. It's great. 
Uh, and, uh, but, but like the, the characterization has been really fun. Uh, it's really beautiful. Uh, I haven't gotten any of the kingdom building stuff yet, but it sounds great. So I'm really eager to get to that stuff. But the thing I'm actually endorsing is like the, the way I'm playing is I'm basically playing it like it's an episodic TV show. I'm playing it like 30 minutes at a time, 40 minutes at a time per day. And I'm just like dropping in for a little, just a little dose of like, you know, very beautiful, colorful, light, airy, airy JRPG and moving on. Um, and that has been a really nice reprieve for me during a very heavy, hectic week. Uh, and, and that's what I'm endorsing today. I want, I want people to find something in your lives that you can just kind of like, let me just retreat into this for just like 30 minutes and recharge my batteries and then come out. So that's us. That's it for this week. Also... Also, Yakuza Kiwami 2 got a got That's a true. Western got a US release date of August like 28th or something and so who baby Very exciting. All right, this going to do it for us today. I'm Austin Walker. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Danica? You can find me on Twitter at Danica Harrod. Danielle? At Danielle R.I. Patrick. At Patrick Lupic. Follow I already said me. I already said where I'm at. You can follow Waypoint at, at Twitter.com slash Waypoint, Facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice, YouTube.com slash Waypoint Vice, also and Twitch.tv slash Waypoint. Go go watch uh, those, sea of, sea, those Sea of Thieves streams. Mm. Sea of Thieves <laughs> streams. They're all very good. Uh, and then also um, uh, you come to the website, Waypoint.Vice.com, to check out some of the guns and games uh content we've been doing i'm really proud of a lot of it um i'm really proud of all of it it hasn't all gone up yet otherwise i would say i'm really proud of all of it but but the rest of it hasn't gone up yet uh stay tuned for that all week um uh and thank you as always to to bowen for letting us use the track miss you off the ep pale machine find out more about that waypoint.zone slash b-o-e-n uh as always if you have questions send those to gaming advice.com next week we will definitely get to some of those questions i think that's gonna do it danielle what do we say to him on this snowy, snowy day? Be good and be good at it. Peace. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.